Hi, my name is Adam Sipioni, creator of A Gamer's Journey, the definitive history of Shenmue, and you are listening to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where I talk to interesting people about Sega every week. As we're now three months into Season 7 of the show, I'd like to take a moment to welcome all the new listeners that have recently joined our community of loungers. It's great to know you're listening. If you've just discovered the Sega Lounge and are still catching up on previous episodes, here are a few personal highlights of the current season of the show in maybe around a minute or so. Episode 175 brought a proper gaming industry legend to the lounge. John Hare of Sensible Software was here, and as amazing as our conversation was, I think a lot of you missed out on it, so go listen to that one. Elliot Kidner had a video at Sega of Europe dropped by on episode 178, and he was a joy to talk to. Pretty fun episode for those wondering what it feels like to be working at Sega. Our latest guest was the amazing Steve Lysett of Sumo Digital, and a man who has worked on such iconic Sega titles as OutRun 2, Sega Superstar Tennis, and Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. If you haven't listened to episode 183, don't miss out on this great conversation. Finally, as a change of pace, episode 182 was our first roundtable show of the season, with myself and two friends discussing the current state of 3D Sonic and celebrating six months of the release of Sonic Frontiers. Of course, I think every episode is a must-listen, but these are some quick off-the-cuff suggestions for newcomers. That said, it's time to talk about this week's guest. This week, I'm joined by returning guest Adam Scipione. The last time Adam was on the Sega Lounge was in August 2018 to promote the Kickstarter for his Shenmue documentary. The road was long and arduous, but this Shenmue fan's journey is finally coming to an end as physical copies of A Gamer's Journey, the definitive history of Shenmue, are getting to the hands of backers around the world. So it was only fair that Adam came back five years later and shared some stories and challenges surrounding the making of his love letter to Yu Suzuki and his iconic series. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the Sega Lounge once more. Yes. How's it going, David? Thank you for having me back. Yes. Welcome back. Very nice to have you again. And no better time to have you on the show than when people are getting their copies of your documentary. Yeah. So really excited yeah. to talk a little bit about that. But uh, so back when we, when we, you came to the, to the show the first time, we, it was a very different show. It was a radio show, still a uh, different audience as well. So I'm, I don't want to repeat my questions, but briefly for people who are unaware of your history with Shenmue, 
first of all, how did you get into Shenmue? Okay, that we have to go back. <laughs> it's an old game. Um, so how I first got into Shenmue is actually different than a lot of people. My first time discovering the Shenmue series was actually for the Xbox, believe it or not. It was Shenmue 2 for the Xbox. I, uh, I came home from school one day and my older brother had rented a bunch of video games from the local Blockbuster when that was still a thing in Canada. And one of the games was Shenmue. And I thought the, uh, the, the manual that it came with inside, because when you rent a game, it doesn't come with the box art, unfortunately, but it comes with the manuals. And I thought the manual was really, really cool. The art on it was neat. Um, it, it was very detailed with like all the different things you can do and what the story was about. And that intrigued me. And when I popped it in, the first thing I saw was that it came with like a little, they called it the digest movie that came with like the recap of Shenmue one. And I watched that first because I wanted to know what I was getting myself into. And it was like long and weird because it was gameplay footage mixed with cutscenes. but I really enjoyed it. I'm like, Oh, this is super cool. And then I, I played Shenmue two and just blasted through that game and i guess the rest is history after that i tracked down you know a dreamcast shenmue one played those games a bunch of times and yeah excellent that's nice i i always like this because i i'm imagining i i played the first one first obviously on the on the dreamcast and i'm just imagining how someone yeah you know, just discovers shenmue 2 out of the blue and the first thing they do is watch the movie and uh, it's, I, I, I can't really, it's probably, a, a yeah. something mind blowing, but at the same time, <laughs> not so much. Cause you know, as you said, gameplay footage mixed with cutscenes, so probably not the best, but enough to spark curiosity yeah. and. I, I, I will say, I'm glad they included that. I really, because if you pick that up, you it opens with you're getting off the boat you're in hong kong you don't know who you are why this mirror is important so they needed to add some context i will say though the only reason i never discovered shenmue one organically on the dreamcast was because the town i grew up in none of my friends neighbors anybody's brothers siblings whatever nobody had a dreamcast it just wasn't popular it didn't catch on there was like one kid that kind of kept to himself that owned the dreamcast and he was known as the dreamcast kid um everyone <laughs> else just had sega or sorry nintendo or playstation or xbox and it just wasn't a thing that i was uh familiar with or had exposure to but yeah after i played it on the xbox i went out of my way to track down a dreamcast like right away so yeah and yeah. then you thought oh that dreamcast kid yeah. He was onto something he was yeah. onto something he was actually the one <laughs> another funny story is i mentioned to him hey you have a dreamcast i just played this game called shenmue i love it so much have you played it he goes oh yeah that game sucks i have do you want it like i don't want it my uncle gave it for me for my birthday and i hate it and i'm like uh yeah, yeah give it to me give it to me right now and i still have it to this day <laughs> shout out <Kevin>. okay <laughs> so no <laughs> he he didn't get it. No, 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 he did not get it. No, no, no. Okay, so that's great. That's great, Adam. And uh, you decided before, long before the the announcement of the the Kickstarter for Shenmue three, you decided to make a documentary about your love for Shenmue. Right? I did. Yeah. Why? So why? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, another kind of a loaded question, but not really. So. 
uh, Shenmue kind of stuck with me, as I'm sure it did with most people. It stuck with me for quite a while, like all throughout high school into college. And at, at one point, uh, my first or second year of college, I decided to kind of just like retire it mentally because I, you know, trying to focus on setting myself up for a career, you know, move on with my life, whatever. So I had to just say goodbye to that part of my brain mentally. Uh, so I put Shenmue on the back burner. And then uh, a few years later, after graduating college, I kind of revisited it. And I was reminded about how awesome that game was. And I was like, yeah, I really do like this game. And then the first thing I did was, oh, yeah, is Shenmue 3? Like, what's what's going on with that? Because it had been five six years of, of nothingness uh, that I hadn't really thought too much about Shenmue and still no Shenmue 3. Um, but this was, you know, when social media was a big thing, bigger than it was when I first played Shenmue. And um, I discovered, uh, you know, things like the Shenmue 500K on Facebook and uh, Shenmue was very active on Twitter. There was the Shenmue Dojo, of course, which I remember visiting frequently like on a daily basis back in the day. And I just saw that so many people were, you know, doing these campaigns that involve like graphic design and photos and collages where everybody's holding up like letters to, to spell out a sentence and all these cool things to keep that, uh, the franchise alive. And I thought, okay, well I, you know, I went to film school. I am not a professional. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm still fresh from college, but I, have my own equipment i have my own little small business maybe i have the resources to kind of like make a fairly polished uh, video short documentary whatever just about shenmue and it was kind of going to be like my little love letter put out there into the world to show whoever watched it that you know there's still people who care about this game and maybe if the right person sees it maybe they will make a shenmue 3 like not to say that it was gonna <laughs> somebody was going to watch it in fun Shenmue 3 but it was like this will be my contribution because everybody else seems of to course something yeah so that's how the idea started and it started with me you know with my my little camera kit i had a canon c100 with like some cinema lenses and a, and a sennheiser lav microphone and a couple of led lights and uh, my friend and i who i told him about the project he never played Shenmue wasn't too big of a gamer but he was like yeah like he lived in a studio uh, loft in Toronto where he mm -hmm. worked out of there and it was a creative space so I was like oh cool like let's do some interviews here so I reached out to people in Toronto who were Shenmue fans and I was like hey yeah come down to this studio like I'm doing a Shenmue documentary thing like I just want to talk about Shenmue and why you love it that's the first people I talked to um, just like random fans who lived in the city uh, mm -hmm. from there I reached out to like uh, like, uh, I guess, bloggers or, or people who like wrote for video game websites who also happen to live in the city, just talking to them about Shenmue. I was trying to just talk to as many people as I could um, about this game. And then slowly it turned into, you know, it went from fans who lived in my city to, to website people who lived in my city to let me hop on a plane. I'll interview some like maybe more higher profile people like voice actors or uh, people who worked on the game and it just kind of snowballed from there it just one thing led to another and it kept growing and yeah. growing. yeah that's excellent that's excellent and that was before the announcement of the kickstarter project for for Shenmue yeah 3, right like all that stuff was before so there was probably was it like a good two years um to the point where i had already spoken with we interviewed cory marshall 
and Lisa Wilkerson and a couple of the other like smaller voice actors for the project and a few YouTubers as well. And it was just kind of, that's where I was happy with it being. I was like, if I could just talk to some voice actors and some YouTubers and I'll just make this little, Hey, yeah, Shenmue, like the, the theme of it was going to be like, ah, remember Shenmue? What a great game. This is why I loved it. And we'll kind of, you know, through people's personal experiences and anecdotes, tell that story. And then, uh, yeah. And then one day I get a message on my phone and it was just three exclamation marks. And it was from somebody <laughs> who I like rarely talk to. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this means. And I wasn't watching E3 at the time. And sure enough, the one time I'm not watching it is when Shenmue yeah. gets announced. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, so yeah, just but okay. Luck. It's but you know the the thing is the the important thing is it got made in the end. So yeah, yeah. But you you had given up hope at that point, right? So sort of. So the the documentary yeah. was just like you know that game that will never get a sequel. You know. Yeah, it was kind that, of like this is how I why I like it. Yeah. Do you ever watch the Academy Awards? Um, like the they, they they usually do that little okay now we're there's gonna be like a montage of all those actors and filmmakers who passed in memoriam away. yeah in yes. memoriam and it was kind of going to be like that just like a little in memoriam of Shenmue just through people's you know stories and and maybe there'd be like a little oh but you never know and that's kind of how it was yeah. going to end yeah okay the the story goes on yeah exactly. uh, dot 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 yes dot. <laughs> okay excellent. Um, so then you got a, a very successful Kickstarter pr uh, project campaign, right? So over 53,000, just checking now, uh, Canadian dollars, over yeah. a thousand people backed this project, yeah. which is awesome. Pretty wild. Um, and so this was in 2018, which was around the, the, the time that you came on the show the last time. So five years almost, almost five years passed. What happened between uh, then and now? Um, I know that you had like a kind of a rocky road here uh, yeah. between uh, the Kickstarter being funded and then getting this actually made and edited and released. So I'd like to, you know, briefly tell us what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll travel down that road. In the later half of 2018, probably like like August, August, September 2018. I think it ended September something, mm -hmm. 2018. And um, yeah, so like right away it was, you know, hit the ground running. We had already kind of like lined up things. We started lining up things right when the Kickstarter was happening. So we knew that we'd already got permission to go to Japan. Um, and I guess the based on the success of the Kickstarter, that was going to translate into how long can we go? How long can we stay? What can we do? And we just, yeah, we we went to Japan in December of that year. So a few months after, we just had to get the logistics in place. And things were going really, really well. We, um, I guess, yeah, this was before we, or after we talked the last time. But yeah, we spent a few days at WiseNet with uh, Suzuki-san and his development team. We were there for three days for like maybe, you know, four or five hours a day, kind of getting some footage of the them working, um, going through all like the old concept art booklets, what have you, um, interviewing some of the key staff and Yu Suzuki, of course. 
we went to Sega HQ, which was really cool and really unexpected. Um, I didn't think we would get to do that, but that's where some of the staff members were working at the time. And it was just easier for us to go there and nobody objected to it. So we okay. got to go there and, and talk to a few people. Uh, no photography in the building, though. That was there just in the one room where we interviewed, okay. which is unfortunate because it's a really cool building. They have a lot of Sega uh, memorabilia all over the place. Um, yeah, and we spent, you know, I think it was like four weeks total we were in Japan. We uh, went to Dobuita, Yokosuka, got some of the the historical elements there. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, that trip was over and then it was just editing, um, just the normal stuff that goes into post-production on a film um, mm -hmm. with the added delay of having to get everything uh, subtitled first and translated uh, before we could even start editing, which was a, a process in and of itself. Um, yeah, and it, I guess things were going, and I guess, like, specifically, there were some bumps along the way. Like, there were things like there were people interested in the documentary, but then COVID happened, and that slowed a lot of things down, and it affected everybody on a financial level, and we had to kind of, like, take a break and reassess, figure out how we were going to, uh, what we were going to do to, you know, pay the bills and keep the lights on with our jobs and whatnot, and and kind of move, navigate those waters. Um, yeah. I mean, looking back on it now, I like to think that it's like, oh yeah, it's all it's all well and good because I did end up finishing it. But there were periods <laughs> where there was just highs and lows, man. Like it was, uh, there were times when we, we would just get like hung up on one thing, and it was just hard to move the needle forward. Um, yeah, I never there were never. Uh, it sounds really cheesy to say it, but like not a day went by when I wasn't like, yeah, I got to finish this damn thing. Like, what do we have to do to 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 move? the needle to the next phase and, and really get this going it happened eventually it just took a very long time unfortunately yeah and so for uh, people listening to this not familiar with the process because they <laughs> didn't know about the kickstarter or didn't back them um back it so kickstarter backers knew about all of these because you kept updating people uh and there were times where when we, i at least i i speak for myself when Maybe we thought maybe this is not going anywhere because he's he's like yeah. he's really like sounding desperate here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you were always you were always the the message was always like I I'm gonna do whatever is in my power. I'm gonna go through all the hoops and this will get done in the end. So yeah, I and, think I remember when we first spoke, you had asked me like, is this, you know, what are the chances this Kickstarter is going to go like some of the other ones where they just don't get fulfilled. And I said something to the effect of like, well, like anytime I've ever put my mind to something and really, you know, thrown myself at a project, I've always seen it through to the end, no matter how hard it was, this was just that, but like <laughs> extrapolated <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah. Like it's, I don't know, man, like I, uh, it was at a, a, a time when, yeah, those updates were getting sparse, uh, mainly because it was just like, I was taking like a personal mental health checkout from the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I can't deal with this. Right. Like there was a point where I couldn't even like open Kickstarter without just having that sense of dread and anxiety. Um, but I knew that, you know, there was like a thousand people that backed the project that I owed something to. Um, and probably not all of them understood the the why the wait or the things that happened i'm i'm just guessing 
Yeah, I think it's the internet, right? There's certain variables to it. Part of me wonders if some people assumed that when they backed it, I would have it done in six months, and then yeah, yeah, and then maybe uh, I was just not giving it to them for whatever reason. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, it didn't get, and you know, I guess there was one big update where we shared like the finished product just to let everybody know, like, hey guys, like we've got the story done. We still have to do like a lot of the fine tuning with the sound design and the color correction, Mm -hmm. a lot of the the post-production tweaking and whatnot. Um, Even just compiling the end credits was a whole thing because there's all the backers names you got to fit in there, the photos and the videos, um, which I think in the last version you saw, there was all the, the end credits uh, had all that content in there. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, things just took time and it wasn't, it also, wasn't something that like we had our own jobs and we had to work and pay the bills too right so we couldn't dedicate 100 percent of our time to this uh obviously so yeah, yeah. But, and there was something related to licensing or permissions at some point because yeah you b- before you actually shared like the the finished product uh you i i remember a, a live stream i think that you did of the like a live projection over the internet of the of the of yeah. a version of the documentary when right. you yes. were not certain that you would be able to get the the necessary permissions to get this uh, distributed and sent to people right yeah and and that's a whole thing that's like a separate thing altogether with uh, licensing and permissions and whatnot uh when i first started this I, you know I, I was just going about it like yeah it's all going to be good but then as you're as you're bringing on like uh i guess higher caliber of, of people who are being a part of this project and you're you're working with uh you know uh, why is that more specifically sega then you know you start to realize okay we're handling something that technically is like an ip that belongs to them right so naturally we're going to want to make sure that all our ducks are in a row just in case you know thank god that i i love nintendo but thank god it wasn't a documentary about like zelda or mario or else we would be getting sued like so hard sega is really really cool and chill about it it was just like yeah like yeah you just do your thing um but uh, the 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 hold up there was we really wanted to kind of work with like them on an official level where maybe it was like an officially licensed documentary but mm-hmm. at this point it was just you know it re- will remain just like a fan made like unofficial fan made doc which is totally cool but there was yeah. that hope of like oh can we make this like a legit thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i get it i get it uh and so the 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 name of this a gamer's journey right uh i think also sets the tone for what the documentary is it's the def- the definitive history of shenmue but it's also the definitive history of shenmue from the perspective of the fans right and how it affected yeah i was going to say players right? not just the fans but also of uh, yu suzuki as well like it very well. much is his journey shenmue is like and not that it's the scale, the same scale as all, but I understand a little bit now of like just him, fans being like, you know, Yu Suzuki, you have to tell the story, you have to make Shenmue 3, just not being able to make it happen for whatever reason. I understand a small fraction of what that must have felt like for him, mm-hmm. uh, except my experience was just so much more on like a minute scale. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think we both kind of shared that journey in a sense. Okay. But yeah, it's, it was the journey of the fans wanting the game, Yu Suzuki's journey with Shenmue. I was on a literal journey in Japan. So that, that journey is very much like a, a recurring theme in the in the dock and then yeah the definitive history of obviously we just try to tell as much about Shenmue and the, the, the detailed history of that as possible mm-hmm. definitive is also the name of the production team yes. definitive film mm-hmm. so it all kind of ties in together <laughs> yeah it's a mouthful but I think I'm pretty happy with the title yeah uh, it makes sense and it, it fits I think the the whole oh. theme of the the duck yeah. so good job um what would you say were like the biggest takeaways for you from from this project, from this whole thing? Uh, yeah, biggest takeaway, man. Like, just if I were to ever do a Kickstarter project again, digital only, because <laughs> <laughs> that introduces a whole other element to the fulfillment process. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, it was harder than I thought it would be for sure. Uh, some other big takeaways is yeah, just making movies is a lot of work. Like it, I then I don't know if a lot of people uh, are able to to see like all the work that kind of went into it because when people hear video game documentary, you see so much of that on YouTube, but a lot of it is you know one person kind of reading a script they wrote and then they're pulling photos and video content that already exist and they're just putting b-roll over top with transition and effects and whatnot but we actually had to seek out the people we wanted to talk to we had to take that extra step to go to japan and talk to these people and take all the hours and hours of interviews and turn that into a story um it's i mean people probably are able to to see that and be like yeah it must be a lot of work but i think it's a lot more work than you might think it is at first yeah because the 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 proper documentary, apart from the the bonus content, it's like an hour and twenty something minutes, perhaps. Yeah, I think the I think like an hour and fourteen, so a little okay. on the shorter end of a feature. But then the credits and then, kind and of then go the on. credits, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but to get that hour and fourteen of footage and and B roll and story, and you had to spend a lot of hours and days and months working on yeah. that, right? And people sometimes don't realize that, don't appreciate yeah. the work behind this. Right? Yeah, like the original, not saying that there is a, a, a full cut that's like three hours long, but at one point, you know, once you're kind of throwing everything in the timeline of like, okay, this person's saying this, this person's saying this, then you, it's about like two and a half, three hours long. And then you have to look at what the, the okay, this person saying something that this person already said, but he said it better. So let's move this here. Let's move this part here, shorten this, bring in this guy to complement this. At one point we were still, still editing and we had like the finished thing kind of done. And this kind of goes back to the, the why it took so long and the delay. We had to shoot like two more interviews and because it was COVID, we did them like over Zoom or whatever. Okay. That we then added into the doc because we thought, okay, we need to contextualize this more and add, you know, more of a, a through line to get to the next tangent. Like that's always how we were thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. Has your um, perspective of Shenmue or what Shenmue mean, means to you changed after doing this documentary? It's yeah, it's hard to say that it didn't because it 
certainly did like affect it in some ways. Um, I'll always like, I'll always love the series and have that like passion for it, but then being kind of involved in it on this level and just, uh, and the fact that like a lot of hardships came with it, it really took a lot out of me. Not saying that I don't love the franchise anymore. It's just hard to call myself like like a casual fan when it really like kicked my ass on so many levels. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm glad that Shenmue Three got made and that I got to play it. And I'm still I'm still rooting for Shenmue Four to be a thing. Like I still would love for the series to continue. Okay. Okay. And thoughts on Shenmue 3, by the way? Yeah, I've said this to a few people that have asked me, but I think it's both the best and the worst Shenmue game of all three. <laughs> and I could elaborate on that if you want. Um, please, please yeah. do. <laughs> so that, there's certain elements that make Shenmue Shenmue that are very present in Shenmue 3, and that I think Shenmue 3 actually does better in those specific elements than Shenmue 1 and 2. And I'll use things like um, just the immersion in the world building because they're able to take advantage of the Unreal Engine, mm -hmm. the, the lighting effects, the shaders. There, there's certain things that they just couldn't do on the Dreamcast that really uh, make that those areas of Shenmue so much more immersive and fun to just be in. Um, but then there's other aspects, obviously, which what you probably are already thinking what I'm going to say, but elements like the story and the pacing and the narrative aspects of it that just didn't even come close to doing what Shenmue 1 and specifically Shenmue 2, which is my favorite of the three. Shenmue 2 will always be probably one of my favorite games ever. Um, it's kind of hard when, as fans, we were expecting that same sort of... Uh, cinematic pacing that Shenmue 2 had that really was just escalating the story. Shenmue 3 really slowed it down and it was taking it in directions that I didn't really expect it to go in. Um, but it had its moments for sure in the story narrative aspect of it. But um, yeah, the things that it did right, it did really well. Like I love just walking around the areas and just, I really took my time going into the shops and examining things and they all felt so different and unique. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm I'm replaying the game, or I have been Good. replaying the game, uh, because other things get in the way. Other games, mm -hmm. like the new Zelda game now, that of course got priority uh, for for some reason. But I've I have been replaying Shenmue Three recently, the past few months, and I have to say I've been enjoying it more than I did when I first played it. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's because I, I can appreciate the game. If I, I'm, Maybe I'm taking more time to experience everything, like you, you said, like walking through the streets and visiting all the shops and doing everything that you can do. I'm not sure if that's the, the thing that's making me enjoy the game a little bit more or if there's anything that I'm not really getting because I'm older. I don't know. Uh, something is making me enjoy the game a little bit more than during my first playthrough. Not sure. Perhaps what. it aged like, and maybe it aged like a, like a nice wine or a cheese or something like that. But I'm glad you said maybe. that because I, I, I owe myself another playthrough of that game. And I was thinking about doing it pretty soon. I just, I really wanted to finish 
Jedi Survivor that I'm currently playing, which okay. shout out that game. So yes. fun. Um, well, another one that I need to, to get. Yeah, but to get uh, I, yes. I've been meaning to start up another file in Shenmue 3 and trying to go for the completionist run this time and, and you know, do all the achievements and really just mm-hmm. not rush through it. Just just okay. really take my time. Yeah. Um, and maybe another thing, another factor is I'm playing it on my Steam Deck. So I can just pick it up and play for a few minutes in bed, wherever, whenever. So maybe that's part of the the charm as well, because having it tied to a a, like a a TV setup is probably was the the factor that kept me from replaying it sooner. I think as well. So having it on my Steam Deck. And being able to be wherever in my house or outside and playing it, maybe that's helping and the yeah. improve the experience as well. For maybe. sure. Yeah, I think now that all our expectations have, like we had our initial just exposure to it, right? And we've all had time to let that, the, that initial uh, the, the shock or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it settle. And I think, uh, I think really everybody who played it once should probably give it a second chance, even if you didn't like it that much i it, i think as a shenmue fan you owe it to yourself to at least play it yeah. twice like it, i think you it deserves two playthroughs regardless i know some yeah. people are very very vehemently vocal on how much they do not like shenmue 3 but you know play it again see what happens yeah yeah um and i think you're right i think the the initial shock or whatever you want to call it uh from all these years of wait this massive kickstarter campaign and some more years of wait after that. Um, the initial shock, maybe the moment when the game came out, maybe wasn't right for for us for some reason. So replaying it at a better point in your life, at a or a calmer state of mind, maybe more relaxed yeah. state of mind, maybe that will help improve I your experience. I, I like that. I like that viewpoint on it for sure. Yeah. Okay, Adam, we'll keep talking a little bit more about the the documentary and your experience, but I don't know if you remember, five years ago, we had something very special on the show when you came. Yes, I do remember. (laughs) Nice, round two. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for. And the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. (laughs) Round two, as you were saying, of the Sega Lounge Challenge. I am ready. Okay. No, you're not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Questions are harder. I call this... This is... This is not just a quiz. No, this is something better, maybe. A filmmaker's journey. The definitive Adam Cipione challenge. Oh boy, I'm going <laughs> to fail this, I think. <laughs> I don't think so. It's probably, I don't know if it's easier or harder. Let's see. <laughs> okay. There is one question here, by the way, 
Nah, I, I will. I will not spoil the. No, no. We'll we'll leave it till the end. Oh, okay. So right. ten questions, ten que- ten rounds. It's a it's a better way of putting it, Adam. Some are questions. Some are songs that I'll play. Little clips of songs. Ooh, I like that. Okay. And the songs, you you only need to tell me one thing: Shenmue or not Shenmue? Is this a Shenmue song or not? Okay. That's- I don't think you realize how hard this is going to be because there's some fan-made songs that sound just like the real thing. Okay. No, we, we don't have fan-made sh- songs. We have uh, Sega songs. Okay. 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 But right. not all of them are Shenmue songs. I'm ready. So that's the challenge. But round one is not a song. It's a question. Um, and it's a multiple-choice question. Ready? Yes. Yeah. So 10 rounds. One point each. Can we get six points at least? I think so. No promises. I think so. (laughs) Okay. So question number one, Adam. Which of the following is not a purchasable DLC pack for Shenmue 3? Option A, Story Quest. Option B, Temple Fight. Option C, Big Merry Cruise. Which one is not a DLC pack you can purchase. Uh, is it Story Quest? So option A, Story Quest, is your answer. Yeah. Story Quest, that. Temple Fight, Big Mary Q- Cruise. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Oh. Okay, I'm going to say... It could te- be. I'm, I'm not saying anything. Wait, no, no, no. Don't okay, read too much into it. Okay, I'll go with my, I'll go with my gut <laughs> and get it wrong. But, but it could be wrong as well. So okay. Let's, think let's, about it. let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. So your final answer is... Temple Fight. See what I did there? <laughs> okay. So it's your final answer. So I'm going to lock it in, right? Yep. Right. Okay. Story Quest, Temple Fight, Big Mary Cruise. Big Mary Cruise is a DLC pack for Shenmue 3. So it's actually between Story Quest and Temple Fight. Your answer, Temple Fight, is... Correct. Well done. Yes. Okay. All right. The it is Temple Fight. <laughs> good, good. Temple Fight was not, is not a DLC pack. Yeah. Uh, there's Battle Quest? No, Battle something. I remember you, 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 yeah. you're fighting, but yes. no temples were involved. It was like no. through a preset no. path or something like that. Yeah. Would be nice, though. Yeah. Temple Fight. I don't know. Okay. So good job. One point. All right. Good start. Round two is a song, okay? And the only thing you need to tell me, Adam, is Shenmue or not Shenmue, okay? Let's take a listen. And that's it. That's, uh, that is Shenmue. Final answer. You seem pretty sure of yourself. Over, overly sure for this one. Very sure. 
So I, I can lock this in. Let's you oh, you, you can lock it in and smash that button. I'm smash that. Hundred <laughs> percent sure. You'd be surprised, Adam. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It is Shenmue. It's Antiquity Three. Yes, from Shenmue. Well done. When we were in Japan, we went to a bar, and I requested this song specifically to play while we were having a beer. It was very nice. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Amazing. Okay, and good job. Two points. Two for nice. two. Okay, let's enter hard mode, maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Question three. What is Ryo Hazuki's birthday? Oh, that's hard. I don't know. <laughs> if it's multiple choice, I maybe can guess it. I could give you options, I think. Uh, no. No, we should call I it could a, give you. Give me that wrong point. I, I am a failure. I know. Would you like to just guess sure. something at random? Um, okay. So birthday. 19. <laughs> let's see. 19. So just month and, and day. Is it, oh, okay. I'm trying to think year. Just month and day. Don't, do don't, yeah, I don't. All right, no need for that. Day. Let's say. It's 1968, by the way. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Is it April 25th? Is that your final answer? Yeah, it is, unfortunately. Oh, my God, Adam. April... What did you say? April? 25th. Okay, this this went wrong. I wanted to make a big deal out of this. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it was so close, though. No, it's it wasn't. It wasn't. November 29th. All right. November 29th was the correct answer here. Yeah, damn. If that's only okay. question three hard, I can only imagine what you have in store for me. You know, <laughs> it, they don't get harder, I think. <laughs> they don't. So I think you're good. Let's move on to round four, okay. which is another song. Ready? Yep. Let's take a listen. Hmm. Definitely sounds like it could be. Sounds like it is. But my gut tells but me that it? it's not. I, it's, I, I don't know what it is from, but I don't think it's Shenmue. If it were Shenmue, where would it play? Probably at one of the bars in Dubuita. Or Probably. it could even be one of the places you throw darts at in Shenmue too. But just it doesn't, well. it's not familiar enough to make me want to say that it is. Okay. So your final answer is Shenmue or no Shenmue? No Shenmue. Or not Shenmue. <laughs> not Shenmue. Not Shenmue. Not Shenmue. So, Adam. This song is not, not from Shenmue. This is oh. Yakuza 4. Okay. <laughs> it's a bar indeed. It's a shellac bar in Is it exclusively Yakuza 4? 
It's exclusively Yakuza. I don't remember if it's in another one, but it's, but it's. Uh, I think I think this is Yakuza Four. Oh, that's cool. I never only. played that one, yes. but it is a fun. Series. But it's in the vein of the bar themes from yeah. Shenmue, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, very evocative of yeah. Yes. Okay, so good job. Three points. Halfway there. Question five. What is Shenhua's birthday? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's see. One in 365 chance of getting this one, right? Indeed. I want to say the L- birthday. Look on the bright side. You don't need the year. Okay. Which is 1970. Okay. I want to say her birth month is December. And the date... Five, sure. Let's go with that. December 5th is your answer. It is. No. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not a surprise. A little bit closer than before. So September 9th is okay. the correct date. All right, yes. so still September very, 9th. very far away, but, you know. Yeah. I thought of these two questions while playing Shenmue 3, because they ask each other oh, uh, their birth, when their birthdays are. So gotcha. I thought to myself, I need to include this in a future Sega yeah. Lounge challenge. Oh, yeah. that'll, that'll stump most people, I think. Yeah. Maybe not, yeah. who knows. I, I think so, I think so. Mm-hmm. So... No points here, but we we still have uh, questions six to ten. Six is another song. I feel like so, I do good with the songs. I think so. Let's see if you can tell me if this is a Shenmue song or not. That's tricky. That's tricky. It sounds like it could be from like Hang On or Outrun or one of those arcade games or even Afterburner, but it could be a trick question. Trick question. Who do you think I am? (laughs) Who do you take me for? I want to say, I think it might be, it, it might even be Afterburner. Which, if it is, it's technically Shenmue because it's in Shenmue. I will say yes. I will say it is. It is Shenmue. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It is Shenmue. Final answer. Final answer. So that means you either either get four points or stick to three. It certainly just appears getting that way. Things, <laughs> just getting things in, in perspective here. So yeah. your answer is, yes, this is a Shenmue song. And I will tell you that, yes, it is. This is oh. the Battle Rally opening battle from the oh, Battle okay. Rally. Oh, that's it. It's Battle Rally, the, the other DLC. The DLC, right. Battle Rally. So this is the opening to Battle Rally uh, in Shenmue 3. Right. So it Which, is. And I think I heard a story that they used one a track from one of the arcade games in that. Maybe I'm wrong. 
I'm not sure if this one, I, I don't recognize this one. I could be wrong. People are just like typing like crazy. <laughs> you suck. But they reuse an Afterburner track uh, or two in that uh, wood chopping minigame. Right. Okay. That's Once you that's what it was. Yeah. hit the log in the middle, right? You get like a very good and uh, Afterburner songs start yeah. playing there. Yeah. A couple of them, if I'm not mistaken, depending on where you're chopping wood. Nice. Good, good job. Four points. Two left. <sighs> Two more to Two go. Two needed. Let's go. Okay. Question number seven, which is a multiple choice question. Which of the following bars is not a location in the Shenmue series? Option A, Eden Bar. Option B, Bar London. Option C, Heartbeats Bar. So which one is not a location in the Shenmue wow. series? Heartbeats Bar is a bar for sure. And I wanted to say, at first I thought, Bar Eden, it's not Bar Eden. But then when I heard Bar London, I also thought, it can't be Bar London, because now I'm confused. But there is a bar in Shenmue 2 that I think Xu Ying goes to that is either Bar Eden or Bar London. Or somebody else goes there. But I think it is in Shenmue 2. But my gut is telling me <clears throat> that it is Bar London and that Bar Eden is the one that is not in Shenmue. And I have arrived at my logical conclusion that way. <laughs> I like how you feel the need to explain yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that's good. But is it enough? We'll see. So your answer, uh, if I understand correctly, is Eden Bar. Yes. Okay. So Heartbeats Bar is indeed a bar, of course, in Yokosuka, right? In Dominica. Classic. The best Classic. Bar. Yes. So is it Eden Bar or Bar London? You said Eden Bar. So, uh, funny story. This was one of the questions that I asked you the first time you were on the show. Oh, really? And the first time you got it wrong, which is why I <laughs> put ah, it in this quiz great. again. I probably picked the exact same answer then. <laughs> Your reasoning up until a certain point was exactly the same. Uh, I was I was listening to it uh, That's so funny. earlier today, but at the end, you saved it. Oh, it wow. is Eden. Eden is not a bar That's in great. Shenmue. Bar London is in Shenmue too, indeed. Yes. So I, I arrived at the same the same line of thinking both times, just different then, answers. Then yeah, then you 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 went into the the right way because oh, yeah, I yeah. love it. Good job, good job. You learned it's, something. Yes, I you grew did. as a you Learned as a from person. My mistakes. Yep. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> what Shen is all about. It stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what the Sega Lounge Challenge is all about. Trying to make our ourselves as we're better people. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and with that, another point. Five points. Round eight is our last song. Okay. okay. Let's take a listen. Oh, this is going to be so easy. 
hate you so much right now. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Judging by your face. Oh boy. Oh boy. If it is, so. it. If it is, it's like, it's like a or later not half. Shenmue. Yeah. That that song either shows up towards the end of Shenmue three, or it's from like, I don't know, one of the Yakuza games. It's it sounds it so, seems almost too dark to be Shenmue. I'm gonna say not Shenmue. Final answer. Final answer. You're not even giving me a chance to change your mind. Saying final answer. So I'm going to lock this in, right? Not Shenmue. Not Shenmue. Not Shenmue. Lock it in. Locked in. Oh boy. This is called, by the way. Now we know what it's called, because for a long time we didn't really know what this was called. We used to refer this as the. And if I tell you what we used to refer this to, you would know. But uh, this is Flow of the Legion River, which is probably a hint. We used to call this the Saturn trailer song from Shenmue. So this is Shenmue 3 now. It was reused in Shenmue 3 when you go from uh, Bailu to uh, Nyawu. Oh, for that, for that first boat scene? The boat scene. And oh. this is the song. But it was, and this is in your documentary, by the way. It is, yeah. It is, yes. Yes. But this this little clip maybe made it a little bit harder to, oh. to identify. I got to say, so, that scene is one of my favorite scenes from Shenmue 3. That, that whole boat crossing scene, very, very, the way they handled it, very nice. Yeah. Very I just cinematic. wish it was a little bit more memorable, so I remembered. I I agree. I agree. Uh, it's uh, but it's like it's classic Shenmue. Like I compare it a little bit to the when you go from um, Hong Kong to Kowloon and from and then Kowloon to yeah uh, Gulin really sets the stage. Yeah, yeah, like those cinematics. Those are nice. Yeah. Okay, but unfortunately, no points here. So all it's right. all down to the last two questions. Which are questions. Both multiple choice questions. In Shenmue 3, question number nine, what's the name of the martial arts master who helps Ryo learn a new technique in exchange for alcohol? I have I have options, by the way, but I judging by your reaction, maybe you don't need yeah. them. No, probably need them. <laughs> <laughs> Should have played okay. Shenmue 3 more than once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, option A. Master Feng. Or Feng. I don't know the correct pronunciation. But it's F-E-N-G. These are all characters in the game, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, Master Feng, Feng, something. Option B. Master Sun or Sun. S-U-N. Option C. Gold Dragon. They're all characters in Shenmue 3. Which one teaches Ryo a new technique in exchange for alcohol? I remember that scene and having to find the alcohol in that whole part of the game. I think Catch it's chickens. option A. Yeah, that took a long time. 
<laughs> those Q, the QTE window is very very short for those. It is. It is. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna go with option A. So option Master A, Master Fung, F E N G. Not yeah. Master Soon or Gold Dragon. Definitely not Gold Dragon. It can't be Gold Dragon. I think he's somebody you fight later. Yeah, option A. Option A. Yeah. And that is your final answer. Yes. Yes, it is. I can see the reluctance in, in that yes. Uh, yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's confidence. Or Oh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Gold Dragon is not the correct answer. You fight Gold Dragon in the dojo um, in Bailu. Is it Master Feng or Feng and Master or Master Sun? It is Master Sun. Yes. Darn. Nope. Nope. You got me again. Okay. So for glory, for the Sega Lounge seal of approval, Adam Cipioni. Okay. Question ten. This is a little bit hard. Okay, okay. just a little it bit. Don't make it about Shenmue 3. We've established that I know nothing it, about it. It is a bit, <laughs> but not really. Okay, so... All right. <laughs> oh, this is breaking my heart. How oh, many no. pledgers did the Kickstarter campaign for Shenmue 3 have? <laughs> uh, option A. I have options, so... Okay, A, yeah. I, I know that I can give you the range, but... Think yeah. about it. Think about it. So yeah. option A, 68,575. Option B, 69,320. Option C, 71,210. Okay, so 68,575, 69,320, 71,210. Well, when you first said the question, my gut was to go immediately because I knew it was in this, at least I thought it was in the 70,000 range. So I'm going to say option C. I just, something about the 70 I remember seeing. Which one is closer to the 70,000 mark, by the way, Adam? Yeah. Not trying to influence you or anything. So I said 68,575, 69,320, 71,210. What was the what was option A again? Uh, Sixty-eight thousand five hundred and seventy-five. Uh, could also be that one too. Sixty-eight's jumping out at me. Ooh, decisions, decisions. Maybe it wasn't quite seventy-one, or maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, it's nice because you, you do my job for me, so I can just relax and watch you. <laughs> I don't need to make my, make you doubt my, yourself. So you, you do that for me. So 68, nice. 69, or 71. Those are the yes. three. Okay. And you had your mindset on 70,000, right? Somewhere around that. Yeah, maybe it either didn't break that or... Option A. Let's go with option A. I think it might be 68. Final answer. Yeah, final answer. 
Okay. Locked in. Option C was not the correct answer. Okay, good. good. 71,000. No, no, not really. I asked you, which of the options was closer to 70,000? I don't think you did. You, you even listened to that. I don't think you even heard me when I said that. <laughs> the correct answer is 69,320. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were playing Jedi mind tricks on me. Sometimes I am, but sometimes okay. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a nice person. Not, uh, not often, darn. but sometimes. So okay. Right. So this was a, a, a tricky quiz the definitive adam cipiota challenge oh, those birthdays man oh boy <laughs> yes yes but five five points that was a, a respectable uh score so it's a, well it's done. a passing grade well in some countries so it is it is at least it in is. canada it is okay so uh yes in portugal as well so yeah ah, there like, we go 10 out of 20. Yes, yes. So that's it. So you get the, the official Sega Lodge seal of approval. Once I will, more. I will Once accept, more. even though I do not deserve it. No, 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 no. You do because of all the hard work in uh, getting this documentary out of the door. And wow. which is still going, right? That work. Yeah. Yes. So I packed so. about 70 or 80 more today. It's just, yeah. Excellent. I feel like a robot just envelope next. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay so thank you very much adam for being a good sport and playing our little game <laughs> always appreciate it um before we go a couple more questions regarding the documentary so first of all what would you say are like the the highlights of this whole documentary for people who haven't i don't know if anyone who backed the project hasn't that hasn't seen it yet. Uh, maybe some people are saving themselves for when they get the the Blu-ray. But if let's say no, someone hasn't seen it, which are the most memorable moments in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I think for sh if you're a fan of Shenmue, I think you are going to like just seeing. Um, like, you know, Yu Suzuki flipping through his books and showing you, you know, the, the pages with the art or kind of like breaking down the characters in their stat sheet. Like, uh, you know, this person is this many years old. Their wife left them on this day. They like to go to this bar on Sundays. Like, all that is kind of interesting as a Shenmue fan. Um, uh, I didn't realize how big of a deal seeing the, uh, the chapter cards were um, until I shared them on, on Twitter. Or uh, sorry, on the Shenmue Dojo, mm -hmm. I just assumed that the community knew about these already, or at least had them in, in in full HD. But when I shared them, people were very excited about that. Um, although I think everybody's seen them at this point, that would have been another highlight is seeing those yeah. chapter cards in in like really crisp definition. And shout out to our friends over at Shenmue Dojo who have been, you know, talking about them and. Yeah. And, yeah, and sharing them with the community as well, yeah. more and Seeing more. Seeing the discussions coming out of that, I was like, I'm like, dang, I would have shared this sooner, guys. I, I just had no idea that <laughs> you, we were waiting for these. <laughs> um, so that was fun, yeah. And then as a, if even if you're not a fan of Shenmue, if you're just like a casual Sega fan or you, a fan of video games, I think the documentary 
is super interesting because it kind of takes you on this journey i'll use that word again on just like what it was you know the 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 sega arcade scene in the 80s the console war between sega and nintendo the rise and fall of the dreamcast and it is like a, a very nice cohesive little story about that generation of gaming so yeah, i think there's something in there for shenmue fans and non-shenmue fans yeah for sure and if you're wondering why shenmue is so popular right hopefully that gives them this, an idea yeah, yeah that gives an idea okay can non-backers uh have access to this documentary at some point will that be oh. a possibility yeah at some point yes um like uh digitally i think we'll working towards making that happen like pretty soon um mm -hmm. and then for the physical copies so many people have been messaging me asking if they could buy a copy i would love to say yes and just get them one right there on the spot but the reality is is i ordered a thousand of them because that's you order them in like you know 575 or 750 000, so i ordered a thousand and that's gonna let me fulfill basically all the backers and have maybe like a hundred and change left over uh, so there will be some that i can make available i just can't do it right now because i want to make it fair to everybody um, yes. And then when those are gone, if the demand is there, yeah, I could order another print and, and make it available for other people. So I would love to, just right now, not a good time because it's I have to focus on fulfilling the Kickstarter orders first. Okay, okay. But at least digitally, people will be able to watch this yeah, at yeah, some I point. That's going to be coming, I think, sooner than later. I don't want to say or reveal anything too soon, but uh, we got some plans in place that should be happening eventually okay. so yeah so watch this space everyone I, i'll be sure to share whenever there's news to yeah. share with people because i i think it's a really nice piece of like you know history that's that's being preserved and, and shared with people all that bonus content as well is is interesting but even just the main doc is is really a way for people not that familiar with Shenmue uh, to get to know a little bit more about the game and why it means so much to so many people as well, right? Because yeah. um, I I really enjoyed the the details of uh, you know everyone who worked with uh, you, son, that you guys interviewed, and their faces like there whenever they were remembering. Oh, and he got here and he asked yeah. for this. And yeah. we said, like, how? That, like the frustration in on their faces. <laughs> the the desperation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just giving them the ability to speak so freely and candidly yes. about their experiences with Shenmue. Which I got to say is, I and I'm not a native Japanese speaker. I don't consume a lot of mm -hmm. Japanese-made documentaries. But in making this project, it's kind of funny whenever we would interview uh one of the, the japanese development people they would almost be surprised that we were asking them such personal questions because maybe it's a thing that when they're doing like interviews or for press or whatever they are speaking to just promote the game so mm -hmm. you know i think they were expecting like oh yeah like shenmue 3 is going to be a great game and yusuzuki is a good great creator and this is why everything is so perfect and then we start asking about like hey yeah yeah but what were so you know come on what what was what, what pushed your buttons what was and i think that kind of took the, made them a little confused at first 
and like wanted to know why we were asking them such questions like what possibly could this have what's what's the meaning of like how is this going to be important or relevant to what you're doing but sure mm-hmm. enough like that's what that's how stories are told is through those honest yeah. real experiences exactly yeah it is it's a cultural thing as well right so they're less open about their feelings, perhaps their emotions and that personal side of yeah, it things, perhaps. Too. But I, I did notice there yeah. was that little like they just wanted to let loose a little bit, but they needed some encouragement, I guess. Yeah, but but that was something that surprised me as well because you got to to get them to open up a little bit and and share that that side of the the story. Which and I'm glad is, I, I think, think that's nice. something that we are very proud that we we did. And I don't think that if I could say one thing about this project is. You know, you won't get that honest, really like peek behind the curtain like you would with um, like any other kind of Shenmue videos out there. Um, it's just ours. We just had such a unique approach and perspective to it. And we were just we were in a position, a very fortunate position to be able to tell the story the way that we wanted to tell it. And it, it worked out somehow. Yeah, somehow it did, brilliantly, yeah. brilliantly. Yes. Thank you. So. Definitely recommended for for everyone who backed the project, obviously. But hopefully soon everyone else will get to uh, take a look at it as well. And, uh, and yeah, that's that's something that I I would recommend every every Sega fan. Oh, and by the way, Takenobu Mitsuyoshi is in the documentary. So yes, yeah, he's he's got a bit of a fan base. I think when some people saw that, they definitely they, uh, yeah oh, he was Taka dude, the Taka dude. Yeah. Oh, Can I tell a funny story amazing. about him? Oh, please. <laughs> I think you'll like this. So the top backer of our, doc- our documentary, uh, they got, uh, along with all the other things, they got a signed Dreamcast that we had everyone we interviewed signed this Dreamcast. And this was going to be for the top backer, which I think was a pretty fair deal because I don't think another Dreamcast like that exists. And Yu Suzuki signed the top of the Dreamcast. And everyone else, as soon as they saw Yu Suzuki's signature, they go, oh, let me sign the side. Let me sign the back. Let me sign over here. Let me sign over here. Out of respect for Yusuke. <laughs> Takano Mitsuyoshi sees it. He goes, oh, that's Yusan's signature? I'm like, yeah. And then just right next to it, just the most like <laughs> massive, like he made as he was like, ah, like he like yelled as he was doing it, like making a spectacle of it. And then kind of giggled to himself. And I was like, okay, all right. That's, there we go. But yeah. Awesome. He's such awesome. a, such a funny guy. Excellent. Yeah. Probably speaks to their relationship as well. Right? Yeah, like veterans I think they work closely together, and they, yes. they definitely understand each other. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, and I like uh, what he said in the interview of how, without spoiling pe- for people, spoiling it for people who haven't seen it, but what he says about how uh, Yu Suzuki told him to create uh, the songs, right? Just not nothing musical. Just an idea for the game, and that's how it started. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we had a, a, quite a long interview with him, but, I mean, we could only use so much in a film, right? Because you're only talking about the music and the sound for so long. But mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe in the future we might throw that up on that, that link, that, that Kickstarter link, or make it available, like the full version of that interview, because it is pretty funny. And uh, he, he talked a lot, a lot about a lot of interesting stuff in, like, the early Sega days. So, yeah. As a Sega fan and as a, a fan of Sega music specifically, I would very much appreciate that. So yeah, hopefully that, that comes true soon. <laughs> okay, Adam, 
Final question. Um, I can't remember if I asked you this last time you you came on the show, but I usually do this with everyone. It's like the final question. Are you familiar with the concept of blast processing? Blast processing. Mm. So I'll, I'll briefly explain. Okay. In the nineties, during the the Sega Genesis days in in America, uh, Sega came up with a marketing term called blast processing. So they said that the Genesis had blast processing, which made it faster, more powerful than the competition. So if the Genesis, do you remember that that slogan? Uh, Genesis does what Nintendo Se- Sega Sega does what or Nintendo Sega does, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and so uh, and and Genesis does as well because they had like a, a whole campaign with singing Genesis does, uh, and that was because of blast processing. That's what enabled the Genesis to be better than the competition. Okay, so obviously that's a real thing and not a made-up term uh, by marketeers. So if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what it what would it be and why? <laughs> <laughs> um, can we just blast process Shenmue 4 to just make it fast and be here soon? Is that a possibility? Could that be an answer? Anything in the world. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Adam. So yeah. 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 That's uh, that's what I would I, a little selfish. Maybe I should blast process the the medical research field on like curing diseases and so you know yeah I recant my answer. Let's give blast processing <laughs> to the scientists who are doing good things, and we'll wait a little longer for Shenmue Four. You know, scientists, World yeah. Health, but yeah. you know Shenmue Four. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, curing diseases. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but Shenmue 4, (laughs) yeah, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) Choices, choices. Okay, Adam, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, Anything else you'd like to mention, you'd like to say to people listening to us, uh, whether they backed the project or not? Uh, uh, I, there is one thing I, to mm-hmm. people who backed the project and saw it, uh, maybe to the people who haven't seen it yet, but maybe one day will. Um, I would love it, and it would mean a lot if you could just drop us an honest review on. We have an IMDb page up with a whole bunch of things there. Um, don't feel like you need to go and give it a ten out of ten because of Shenmue. Like I would really, honestly, love for just people to give their honest take on, you know, on what it what their thoughts are just see, looking at it as a documentary, you know, the, the good and the bad and whatnot, that would mean the world to me, just getting feedback and knowing what we could uh, do differently next time, or maybe things we, we did right. It just would be mean a lot to hear some feedback. Excellent. That's a, a good, a good message. I'll be sure to do that myself as well. Thank you. Uh, which is something that I, I also ask of my listeners to do, review the podcast that helps us improve. So nice. you, we should all do that to, to help uh, people working on these amazing projects. And I think, I do think this is a, a brilliant documentary that everyone who has access to it right now as, as backers, they should all go and yeah. see it. Everyone else, uh, sit yeah. tight, wait, yeah, wait a little I mean, bit longer. Right? Don't even worry about trying to pirate it. It'll be available sooner than you think. I will. I will leave it at that. So, yes, and don't pirate it. No, no. <laughs> Probably harder to pirate things. it than most things. Yeah, because it's who's seeding a gamer's journey on on torrent. <laughs> Probably not a lot of people. 
Okay, Adam, thank you very much for coming on the show once more, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, man. Thanks again to Adam Scipione for coming back to the Sega Lounge. As mentioned, even if you didn't back the Kickstarter, stay tuned for news on how to watch his documentary very, very soon. Be sure to follow at ShanmuDoc on Twitter for updates. And that's about it for this week's episode of the Sega Lounge. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to spread the word by leaving a review on your podcast service or sharing your favorite episode with your Sega-minded friends. It's all very much appreciated. Have a great week, enjoy yourselves, and I'll see you all next time. Bye bye! The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, Casey, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.